Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources on Election Day, which is the beginning of Election Week, I think, uh, here in this great state of Utah. Uh, we will have special coverage tonight. Stay with us uh, throughout the night. We'll have special coverage starting at 7 p.m. Uh, tonight with uh, Jeff Kaplan, Doug Wright, and I'll be joining those uh, two esteemed colleagues as we try to break things down and get results as they begin to come in. Uh, of course, you can postmark or drop off your ballot before 8 p.m., and then uh, hopefully they'll start running some numbers and we'll start getting some results, although I don't think we'll have uh, on a lot of these close races in particular, I don't think we'll have a lot of results until uh, several days, maybe even a week from now uh, when we actually get down uh, to all the ballots being cast. But uh, stay with us. We'll break it down. We'll have interviews with candidates from around the state, what's happening in a very unique uh, election cycle, uh, hopefully one we don't have to repeat quite this way again. Uh, but some interesting lessons learned and some important things, I think, in terms of uh, how we do our campaigns and how we can do that better moving forward. I want to round out our day today uh, as we start driving towards, it's hard to believe, uh, it's July tomorrow. And we start driving towards the weekend and the uh, 4th of July holiday. And, you know, we're we're in the midst of a lot of unrest uh, in the country, to be sure, between the coronavirus some civil unrest, economic unrest. And like unrest in the past, uh, it does provide an opportunity for citizens to to get back to the the divine discontent that I think is embedded in the heart of the Declaration of Independence as we celebrate that coming up on Saturday. The Declaration of Independence uh, was really a call to a cause, uh, a cause worthy of pledging lives, fortunes, and sacred honor. Uh, Thomas Paine said it this way. He said, it is not a field of new acres of ground, but a cause that we are defending. And whether we defeat the enemy in one battle or by degrees, the consequences will be the same. And so as we look at that in our position today here in 2020, the cause of liberty, the cause of equality, the cause of opportunity are all worthy of each and every citizen's individual and collective pursuit. So the interesting thing to me, the, the Declaration of Independence is a defining document that sparked the pursuit of liberty, it fanned the flame of freedom here in America. It, the, the interesting thing to me is the document itself is primarily, it's primarily a detailed list of grievances. It's a grievance document. All the grievances the colonists had against King George and the British crown, everything from uh, not having representation, taxation, all search and seizure, all kinds of things. 
And yet, in the midst of that litany of complaints, the phrase, all men are created equal, makes a stunning and transcendent appearance. And that declaration, that declaration within the Declaration of Independence, launched a national, soul-conflicting conversation that continues to this very day. And the important thing for us to recognize is that it, it isn't a question of the sincerity of the statement or the, the verity of the values. Rather, the question is how to bring individual and national attitudes and behavior into alignment with the ideals America professes to believe. That's the quest. That's the whole thing. George W. Bush called the American people to courage uh, when way back in 2000, He said, recognizing and confronting our history is important. Transcending our history is essential. We are not limited by what we have done or what we have left undone. We are limited only by what we are willing to do. Love that. Uh, In accepting the Nobel Peace Prize, Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, one of the great speeches, if you haven't read his speech, his acceptance speech for the Nobel Peace Prize, That is uh, worthy of reading today. Uh, But he said this. He said, I refuse to accept the view that mankind is so tragically bound to the starless midnight of racism and war that the bright daybreak of peace and brotherhood can never become a reality. Martin Luther King continued, I believe that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word in reality. So here we are in 2020 now. Dismantling racism, prejudice, and injustice will not happen through the dismantling of imperfect but inspired founders or destroying the founding documents. It will happen through building bridges of understanding, of justice, of friendship, of opportunity, of all the things we we really hold dear. Uh, President Wilford Woodruff, uh, Woodrow Wilson, excuse me, Uh, declared on July 4th, 1914. Uh, He spoke in Independence Hall on that day. He said, Liberty does not consist, my fellow citizens, in mere general declarations of the rights of man. It consists in the translation of those declarations into definite action. So it's the application of the words of the Declaration of Independence. And that's incumbent on each individual American to carry out every single day. As we talked about with Joseph Grinney, it is 200% accountability every single day. And that's how it's been from the beginning. And so there there is hope for this country. There is hope for America. Uh, The late columnist Charles uh, Krauthammer most accurately defined why this country is worth celebrating when he wrote, America is the only country ever founded on an idea, the only country that is founded, not founded on race or even a common history. It's founded on an idea, and the idea is liberty. That is probably the rarest phenomenon in the political history of the world. This has never happened before. And not only has it happened, but it's worked. Despite all our grievances, despite all our problems, we are the most flourishing, most powerful, most influential country on earth with this system, this system, this system that was invented by the greatest political geniuses probably in human history. And that's the late uh, Charles Krauthammer. So hope for America, we should all remember, has nothing 
I repeat, nothing to do with which politician declares that he or she is the leader or which political party controls Congress, who sits on the Supreme Court, or who occupies the Oval Office. It has everything to do with who's sitting in the living rooms, classrooms, waiting rooms, and community meeting rooms all around this country. The magic of America is not housed, my friends, in the halls of Congress. It is not memorialized in majestic monuments or displayed in our military might or stored in some sort of secure vault somewhere. The magic of America is found within ordinary people who do extraordinary things every day. So I concur with Dr. King in his Nobel Prize speech. He said, I refuse to accept despair as the final response to the ambiguities of history. So as we celebrate this election day and as we roll into our 4th of July weekend, the Declaration's ideals of liberty and equality are still worth celebrating. The shortcomings of our actions and attitudes are always worth evaluating. The principles and the policies that will guide the nation, those are worth debating. The hopeful future of the nation is worth contemplating. And that, my friends, is why despite America's often faltering steps on the road to its potential, it's still the model of freedom around the world. Together, we can make sure that America is still America's last best hope on earth. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on KSL News Radio today. As always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.